Blog Talk Radio. everybody. Happy New Year. It's our first year, first show broadcasting in the New Year. So hope everyone had a safe and enjoyable holiday. And we are here back on the air to take your calls. 914-338-0164 is our call in number. And we do have a couple of callers in the queue whom we will be getting to shortly. First, we'd like you to join us. On Facebook and on Twitter, those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile. Neil and Kristen Baker, Psychic. I need to complete um, posting, finish posting on our pages. Anything you want to say before we take these callers, Neil, no, while I'm posting? So first uh, show of the year. You can say something while I'm doing this. <laughs> and um, again, I want to remind our callers and supporters that we're always open to uh, Donations of any kind it helps us out. We have to pay for these shows at about $400 a year. And, um, of course, we're here regardless of whether we get donations or not, but we'd appreciate anything that anyone could share and uh, support in that regard. But other than that, the readings are here for you. We're here for you, and we're ready to get started. Yeah, and if you would like to donate, you can reach out to us on our Facebook page pages, any of them, and I will get back to you and let you know how to send a donation. Okay, let's bring on 860 first, then we have 954. Hi, caller, you're on the air, 860. Hi, thank you so very much. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's only a few days into the new year, and already everything is falling apart, and I'm just wondering if there's a message for this year, because right now it's not looking too good. Okay, what's your name? Lisa. I'm sorry, Lisa? Oh, Lisa. I remember, Lisa, we've, we've spoken with you several times over the years. You're the one with the sun, and the, oh my the sun is strange, correct? I believe you're a six. If I remember your master number correctly, let's get this. What's your birthday? Wow. January 26, 1959. 26, 1959. Well, there's a six in there, but I don't know if I remembered correctly. Let's find out. Yeah. Yeah, you're a 33-6. Okay. So that was that was something I retained. That's good news for my brain. <laughs> um. I, it's weird. Your phone, your voice is getting really quiet at certain times. What you just said, it was like barely audible. Is this better? 
Yeah, that's better. I'm on a landline, would you believe? Huh, okay. So, Lisa, let's figure out some things here. And you have a problematic husband. At least last yes. time we spoke, spoke, you had a yes. problematic husband. I imagine you're still married. Yeah, it's not gotten better. No, that hasn't gotten better either, but my health is failing tremendously, and I'm just, I need some hope somewhere. Okay, so you're going to be 64 years old? Yes. Oh, yes. Kind of, what's interesting is if you play with the numbers a little bit, you take your 62 in the year, and you're one, you've got 63, and then in the crossover, there's 64. So, I mean, it's a little creativity with the numbers, but your age currently is hidden in your code if you play with it. Do you see what I did? Yeah. Um, so there should be a change going on. For some reason, when you, before I picked up, I, you know, I'm the one who handles the, um, the switchboard, and so I saw your number come up. So the first thing that I saw was, curtains and a window i don't know if there's like they're kind of a red color for some reason or like a burgundy color anything in your home with i mean like curtains like an old-fashioned what is it called a valance and curtains yeah anything like that not in this house not in this house okay um well it could be symbolic uh Hold on just a sec. 64 divided by 6. 3 divided by 6. Oh, that's so, so, um, and you're not on a, you're not 33. Is she on a cycle? She's, she's 54, I'm, so, um, no, she's not on a cycle. Well, no, 33, she, though, she, is not that would be 31. No, she's not on a cycle right now. I mean, you're not. You're she's not about on two years change. away from one. Two years moment, away from so. a change. But she's past her karmic age, um, which would have been 1989, uh, 1992. She would have had a change. So we would have to quickly calculate 1992. What was your major event? I got married in 91. So that what, was what month? December. Oh, okay. Oh, that's it. right. So that's it. You got married. So you got married right at the cusp of your karmic element, which means that your husband was both commanded to be with you by karma, past life, with the, uh, with the expectation that it could remain throughout your life. But because it's right on the cusp of that and actually a month before, uh, it, what it does is it means that there's no... There's a command that you get married because of karma, but the idea that you would stay married is is challenging. What's his birthday? birthday. Okay. What's his birthday, Lisa? Oh, his birthday, uh, 5-26-64. And in, in the mix of your health problems, I'm getting something with the nervous system. Is there anything going on with your nervous system? Any kind of disease um, like that? Well, I I develop severe heart problems, but I think I have okay. a vagus nerve issue. Oh. 
So that would qualify. Yes. Are you busy? I mean, do you have dizziness or nausea, vertigo, that kind of thing? With the... I just tip. I just tip over. I just tip over. Oh. <laughs> just be standing there and tip over. <clears throat> well, you know, your uh, your your husband's year is your age right now. You're both the thirty three. He's kind of far away. I'm having a hard time hearing him. Oh, okay. yeah. Your husband's age. Can you hear now? Your husband's year. Yes, thank you. Yes. Your husband's year is uh, is your age, right now, and you're both a thirty-three yes. six. You're both a thirty-three equals six, which is a twelve, which is your first two numbers. So what? The, and you were married on the twelfth month. So this is complicated because the karma you have with your husband is so strong that it may even be difficult to to leave Extricate. him um, even though there may be problems because what's keeping what's keeping you together is the strength of the karma not the strength of transcendent beings in love with each other so the karma becomes a strength now how you get out of that mess because it seems like you're you're also internalizing a lot of other kind of pain so you're going through a real issue in life. Um, the the uh, you're going to be making a major change at 66. So that's going to happen anyways. No matter what you do, you'll have a change at 66. It's your uh, master number 11 times, and it's 33 times two. So you're going to be having a big change at 66 anyways. Now, if you if you're, I see in your and your your day, you have a Lisa, you have a six in your day, and so does your husband. So what, what you have to do is either prepare to leave, and you have two years to do it, or you prepare to stay. Because when you're in conflict, you're going to be in trouble. If you can't make a decision one way or the other, your body will become in conflict with itself, and it's going to get worse. If you make a decision to stay, that might relieve some of your body problems, even though you may not. You know, it's just consistent with the decision. And if you decide to leave, well, you'll expand probably, but there'll be money issues. Is he the breadwinner? Yeah, that's the problem. That's why I'm not gone now because I can't yeah. work because I've got six autoimmune diseases and primary immune deficiency, and now I've gone into AFib and need a heart valve replacement. Yeah, yeah. I suggest too. you stay. But and and it was an insurance. Do you, if I'm this is memory. Yeah. He tells maybe. me he takes he'll take my health insurance away. Insurance. That's what he tells yeah, me. I remember sure I that. I remember this from a previous conversation. So yeah, yeah, probably better to stay than to leave. What's good about the relationship now? What 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 do you find good nothing. about it? No. There is nothing. No, Not one thing. No. One no. thing. No. She nothing. The one thing is you get health insurance. <laughs> That's a good thing. I get health insurance, I mean, and I get a ride to the vet for my sick dog. That's it. Okay. So, I mean, and, these are small. And does he pay for the food? He, yeah, I don't, I don't have money, yeah. No, so you can't, wait a minute. can't work. So wait a minute, Lisa. We've got to get the right record down. Don't say he does nothing. We understand what you mean, but if we start eliminating the things that you're getting from him, we're going to be in trouble because that presents conflict. You've got to be consistent okay. if you want us to help you. Okay. He supplies shelter. He supplies food. 
He supplies the, the, the security of the house. He supplies your health. He supplies in some portion your transportation. The, those things he supplies, and you, and you can't live without them. So his karma, he has a karmic responsibility to take care of you in that regard. That's karma. It may not be love, but it's karma. And without that, you could, you could be in serious trouble. You know, non-exist. Yeah. So we have to consider, we have to analyze the karma for what it is, and not get the emotions mixed up. Up. I don't know. Are you still there, Lisa? Yes, I'm here. Okay, it's just a lot of there's the noise. Oh, noise in the background. I know. I mean, is he, wait, he's not physically abusive with you. I mean, not that emotional abuse. I'm sorry. He doesn't physically abuse you, does he? You're not in physical danger. He thing. hurt me. He, he, he kicked something into my cabinet, my curio cabinet this summer, and he tried to throw me down the stairs and injured my shoulder. Oh. That's well, the problem. Well, why did he do that? What was the circumstances? don't even know. I don't even know anymore because it's one thing after the other. Uh, you have any other Honestly, support? I don't even know anymore. Yeah. It's one thing after any... the other after the other. Okay. Do you have any other support systems in your life? Your parents, your family? No. Parents are gone. Family's gone. My son took the rest of the family with him. Do you sleep in the same bedroom? No, I have, because of the dog, I sleep in the same bed, but she's between us. So forgive me, so there's no intimacy, there's no physical contact. Let me explain something. This man hasn't touched me in 30 years. In 30 years. As soon as we got married, it was over. As soon as we got married, he was leaving that week to go to the strip joint. And I said to him, I, I've known you for three years. You've been my with me for a year and a half, and you never went to a strip joint. Now you go to strip joints? Yeah. 30 years and three years is 33 years. Well, we, numbers. we have a problem. You know, we obviously have a real human problem uh, in wrapped in a big, big ribbon of karma. And it's lousy. The, the best thing you can do is try to make peace with the fact that you're living there. And, 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 try, and I understand what you mean, that it's miserable. We, we already know that. But you, your options are not, you know, I mean, you could, you know, go to a halfway house. You can go to a, some shelter. You can start going there. But you, you're going to be sacrificing some other needs that are important. So you're kind of stuck. You're stuck. I mean, the, the, the concern that I have is uh, the fact that he has been physically abusive and he threw you down, tried to throw you down a flight of stairs, which could have killed you. And, um, you know, that, that's concerning because if he becomes physically abusive with you again, your life could be in danger. But it sounds like, you know, I don't want to excuse physical abuse, but it sounds like there's somewhat isolated incidents and it's not, you know, he's not beating you on a t- daily basis. I mean, there's no excuse for physical violence. So I don't want to present myself as, as, as excusing his violence. However, we're trying to find the best solution for you. 
um, you know, and leaving may not be the best solution in the long run, even though you've had these experiences with him on certain occasions being violent. I mean, what's so your feedback? Anything about? to look forward to in this life? Because I feel like there's did you nothing call, to look did, forward to in this life. Did you call the police? Well, I mean, I saw an open window when, I, when, like I said, when you first called, which is, I mean, symbolically, that's a good sign. I don't think for you. When he was physically violent, did you contact the authorities? Nothing like that? No. God, it would have been mm-hmm. much worse if I did that. Right. So you're, I mean, it's a situation of being stuck. I had to go for a physical exam that I had to move my shoulder and arm around and I couldn't tell them that I was injured and I was in horrible pain and I couldn't tell anyone. I couldn't go to a doctor because they asked how it happened. Hmm. Are you able to go to a therapist? I I just got a psychiatrist to give me an antidepressant. Do you have a psychiatrist? Do you see this person? I just got one. She gives gives me antidepressants. Um, I just got her to give me, and she's giving me antidepressants. So So do you you see any therapist that you can talk to? I I, I actually tried that a couple times, and two of them told me they can't believe that I'm still alive and haven't offed myself for the life I live, so I didn't go back. That's not really and great that's the exact These exact words they used. Well, they're not. Therapists that's aren't not, all that great, yeah. but there are good ones who will meet the challenge of talking to you and, and help, trying to help you map out an existence under the circumstances. You know, we, when we get into these stages of life, um, Lisa, there are certain things we have to consider. Now, this may not be in your league of thought, but people who have lived under horrible circumstances have learned to appreciate certain things such as, and and I don't mean to minimize your existence, but such as appreciating nature, appreciating a dog, appreciating birds, appreciating a a TV show, appreciating the small things that give you delight that you privately own and you privately feel connected to. Now, I know that's not the answer to your dilemma, but when we, when we look at the studies of human beings that have been imprisoned, that have no hope, there's always something. There's always something, even if it's a flower, there's always something that can remind us of our connection to the earth and our appreciation. Now, I know that's not going to solve your problem, but we're trying to start a dialogue to help you because it seems as though your options are limited and you're entrapped. And we understand that also because of karma, which we, we, we totally respect because it can be very cruel. But those are the things Well, why am I tied to him? How can I untie myself from him? You can. You can. Oh, God. But, but the cost would be a different kind of journey for you. And, and that cost would consist of losing a lot of security yeah. before you try to discover how to make it on your own. Like you go to a shelter, like you get assistance from the government, but like the, there's a abuse center that helps you. 
that that kind of life though is going to be very different from the life that you're leading in a home. And I mean, obviously, it's not an ideal situation living in a marriage where you haven't been touched for 30 years and you have no connection with your husband. However, your basic needs are met and more. You're able to get to the doctor. Uh, you have insurance to take care of your health and you could lose all that. I mean, I don't know legally. I mean, if we're really looking at this from a legal perspective, I don't know how he could legally deprive you of your health benefits if you're married, to, you've been married to him this length of time and you go through a divorce. I'm not sure if that's, I mean, he's threatening you, but I don't know if that's, if that's, if that threat holds a lot of weight because of the legal system. However, if you were to go to a halfway house, I mean, you're going to be living amongst other women. You're not going to have any privacy. So you're going to be separated from your dog. There's going to be multiple problems. Then, you know, trying to make it on your own. I mean, it's not going to be easy. So the path of least resistance may be trying to stick it out in the situation that you're in and finding joy in other in other. Um, pursuits, interests, you know, anything you can do to get your mind off your current situation, the negative aspects of it. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much. You know, yeah, you, know you got to... Uh, the antidepressant may help, too. That, I mean, that, that might help. You I have mean, to understand that. It, it, what it depends on, Lisa, is the choices you're going to make in this lifetime that's been handed to you. It's not impossible to leave. It may be difficult, and you may find that there are some very real things that would would cause you severe difficulties, but you can leave. So there's always that option. And, um, you know, you, you need to kind of talk to, you need to talk to a crisis management team, maybe in the psychiatric world, but people who are able to reach out with resources to maybe remove you from the situation and to see if there are any other outlets for you. There are crisis management centers, um, abuse centers. You just have to kind of reach out without your husband knowing about it and start to dialogue with them instead of just basing it on a couple of inert and ridiculous therapist who just say, I'm surprised you're still alive. I just really have a, a quick question before we let you go. What did your psychiatrist say? I know they're not really a lot of times into talk therapy. They prescribed an anti, that person prescribed an, prescribed an antidepressant to you. What did the psychiatrist say about your situation? Were you able to open up about what's going on in your home life? She was just pretty stoic and said, I'm going to increase your dose. So you're already on an antidepressant, and she's increasing no, the I dose. No, star- I started it last month, and when I told her more about what was happening here because Christmas was so bad, he threw his presents at me again and told me I bought him junk. And when I told him that I may need a new heart valve, he left me for three days. And yesterday I was at the breast doctor, and they found a spot, and... Uh, they wanted to remove my breasts a few years ago because I have the BRCA gene, and he screeched out of the driveway like a maniac at that point and left for a couple of days that he comes back. Yeah, you see, the karma, there's karma, and it's very unhealthy, but it's karmic. So he hates being there, but, but he has 
in his deep recesses of his mind is a karmic responsibility he has. You've got to remember that these stories won't change. So either you're going to have to find some sense of peace in your situation, like we discussed, or you're going to have to start reaching out to crisis centers and people who know how to manage and maneuver you, navigate you through uh, the process of leaving. There will be probably options for you. They may not all be delightful, but there's probably ways that you could explore how to leave. But you got to take the initiative to contact these centers. What state do you live in, Oregon? No, no, she's in the Connecticut. Connecticut. You'd have to start reaching out for community centers. Um, And uh, it sounds to me like you're not able to get out on your own. Is that true? That's true, but I have about $60,000 into this house of my money. Well, the well, don't worry about that right now. That, that, mm-hmm. Don't worry about that right now. Who, who, how, is the name in both your home? And both? both your names? The house and yes. both your names. Yes, yes. Well, don't worry about that. You're, you know, you're, you're getting caught up in, in wanting to leave them and then getting caught up in the idea that you can't leave them. And you've got to get out of that syndrome. You've got to stay put. Don't let them know what you – does he track your events throughout the day? Does he track your phone God. calls? Uh, he has cameras on the house. If I go outside, he wants calls me. He wants to know why. That's how bad it is. Would he know if you made phone? Does he know you're making this phone call today? Yep. But it's, I, I call Blog Talk all the time, so he can't. He doesn't know who I'm talking to. Does but he he's got call? all the phone records on his phone. He reviews them to see who I call. He wants calls me and says, "Why did you call so and so?" He's he can look. He's a computer genius. It's what he does for a living. So he looks at the computer to see what I'm searching on. Can you get your own private phone? Can you get a private little phone, a, like a burner phone? I don't know how to do that. Uh, I don't either. Well, look, investigate investigate how you could get a, your own private line without him knowing and hide the phone okay. or something. That might be okay. one suggestion. The other might. Okay. So that could be one. The other could be, uh, do you have any friends, any support system? No, all my friends are senior citizens and they're all in heaven. Okay, then let's go with the phone. See if you can get a, a private phone without him knowing. There must be something out there where you can do that. Uh, let's okay. start that route first um, and, and go that route. And then what you want to do is see if there are support systems out there in your situation, crisis centers, abuse centers, Women support groups. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, thanks. Thank you both. Happy New Year to you. Good luck. Okay, let's bring on 954. Hi, thanks for Hi. waiting. Hi, um, I'm Chad. And I don't know how to start this, but I've been going through a lot and a little at the same time. So it's like I'm here. I, I had a life-changing experience where I was staying out, not really full life. All right, so I was staying home, and I wasn't really doing nothing. I was making my little here and there money working as a barber. Then my friend hit me up, says that he needs help. I end up helping him. Then I end up finding a liking to what he does, which is plumber. And I've been working with him for like three, three, four months now. Um, 
I'm not getting like I'm not making as much as a regular plumber make if there was to go with a big company and work a nine to five. So I'm stuck into this I'm stuck into this scenario where I'm living I'm living with my friend who works as a plumber and I'm and he's not paying me every single day. It's like I get a paycheck once a month and I pay I'm I'm in the I'm in the thought process of last month I paid utilities. This month he's asking me to pay rent. Okay, cool. I'm in his head, I didn't I didn't make enough for rent. I owe him more money than whatever case may be, and none of that is true. I made enough for rent. I don't owe him a lot of money, only owe him like three hundred dollars and I have more I have I'm I made rent plus the money that I owe him and I still have some left over. So now I'm in my head like am I supposed to be with this person? Like am I supposed to be working this job or is this my time to go and try to find and make make pave way for my own self. So are we understanding are we understanding correctly are we understanding correctly do you have a rate at the I'm hearing my voice back. Do you have the computer on with the show going? Cause no, no. It's just bad reception. Bad reception. Yeah. Is it still echoing? Um, let's see. Yeah, but that's okay. So okay, we'll, we'll do deal with best. it. Don't worry. We'll so, so if we're understanding you correctly, he's using you as sort of a journeyman plumber, essentially. Yes. And you're being paid. He's he's paying you. He's paying you. Is he paying you directly? Or is it's, it's, he, so it's, it's going on a paycheck. So I get a paycheck every. He's supposed to be paying me every week, but it's coming out like oh, every time that he call, it's time for him to call the people to pay me. He he like he 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 um. He drags his feet and he's like, "Oh, I don't. Um, let's do this next week. Like, I'm. I got too much going on right now. Let me. Let's, like, I can't be able to sit down and do this. Da, da, da. So let's do this next week. Let's do this next week, right? And it's not like he doesn't give me money when I ask him for money. He does. But as a grown man, I need to have. I need to be able to ha- hold my own money and move on how I need to move. So I've been. I literally been with him. Like this whole time, I didn't get no no time to run my errand, no time to clean myself up, no time to go back to my house, get my get my material, like get my my bed. I'm sleeping on a, I'm paying a thousand two hundred, and I'm sleeping on a blow up bed. This is not. It sounds this, like he's no. enslaved you, guys. It sounds like he's enslaved you. That's not a way to yeah. live. Let's get your birth date. Oh nine twenty nineteen ninety one. Wait, just don't say a zero before a number, by the way, because that no, I don't. Okay. You don't need to apologize. The only reason why is if you multiply any number by zero, you get. Yeah. So, so that's nine, not good if you don't have a zero. Okay, nine twenty nineteen ninety one September twentieth nineteen ninety one. Okay. So you, twenty-one. He's a thirty-one-four. Yeah. So 
do you have your friends, the guy you live with, birthday? Uh, no, oh, but you, I can give you. I mean, so interesting. You're 31 years old. He's 31, too. Yeah, but and you're... He, okay. Oh, I'm trying to find his birthday. So while you're looking for his birth date, I just want to let you know about what's happening right now in your life. Your karmic okay. number is 31... You're 31, so you add up all the numbers in your birth date, and you reach 31. Then you add three and one together, and you get your master number, which is four. You are 31 years old right now, so this signifies a big change in your life. Um, And that started, I mean, you know, there's a nine-month window, but in September, you turned 31. So right now, there should be a big change. And you said you've been working for three to four months as a plumber, which is about, that's us back to September. So that, that's one thing that we can mark as a change, your career change from barber to plumber. But the situation yeah. with this person is not ideal. Well, here, you know, uh, Chad, being psychic, yeah. I can tell you this. You're going to be going to a change, and you're not going to be with this guy. You're going to find your own life. You know, right now you're sort of stumbling and you're in a panic mode and you feel like you're dependent on this guy and he's mistreating you and all that. We got to look at the value. We have to look at the value of your life. You didn't come down to be his his boy, his buddy, his his slave. (laughs) No. You know, you don't have to put up with this. The journey you're on now is to take your own brain and your talents and your capabilities. You have talent in barbering. You have some sort of... I have a lot of talents, man. Photography, barbering, nursing, dental technician. I've literally done it all. I'm a man of all trades. Get rid of this guy. You've got to find your own standing. You know, maybe you're going through this guy because of karma. I don't think it's going to last that long. And you just have to get, you know, we'll we'll put out energy that, what would you like to be doing? What would be your your ideal situation where you could make some money, you know, without, you know, like photography might take a long time. It's, It's kind of unstable. What would you like to do that would also provide stability? So that's what got me in this situation in the first place because all the other trades that I was doing wasn't adding up. Like it wasn't, I'll literally learn the trade and I'll make certain type of money, but it's not sophisticated enough to pay rent, help help my daughter, like give money towards my daughter and then live. So, so, so Chad, listen. barbering wasn't working. Right, but um, Chad, nurse, let's, talk about, let's, my, talk about, let's talk about being a plumber. So it sounds like you like being a plumber. Yes? Yes. You like being a plumber. Doesn't, now yes, I know I like being a plumber. in our state, you are only allowed to do a certain amount of work as a plumber in terms of what you charge while you're working with him. And, uh, you know, you're under, I don't know what his licensing is, how he's licensed. But as far as light, getting licensed as a plumber, what can you do to get licensed as a plumber in your state so that you can get hired by a company and get out of the situation with this guy? What? 
That's the rap. Literally, my mom is open arms. My mom is open. Like, right now, she's so open arms. She's like, if you need to go get your license, here you go. Where you need to go, how you need to get there, I got you. Literally, like, that's how my mom is coming coming with me, coming with this scenario. Because I picked up this. He taught me this trait. I picked it up. I'm learning it. So now it's like, after a year of learn, like, I haven't been in within a year, but I wanted to stay with him for a year and then transition on into my own thing. But right now, the fact that, okay, I've been helping you for for Christmas and for New Year's, and I still I have not left your son. Yeah, I don't think staying I don't think you should stay with him a year. I mean, I understand that you're getting training under him and he's, he's teaching you a trade, but you're no, also... You could work for a plumbing yeah. company. You could go and work for a plumbing company while you're getting licensed. And can you move in so with your mother? I have, a, I, have a cousin, I have a cousin that does plumbing and I literally just talked to him a while ago. He was like, whatever you got going on is not right. A plumber, the average plumber makes 14 to $15 an hour. You're making 250 an hour and sometimes he pays you, some days he gives you, some days and some days is not. It's not working in your favor. But what is working in your favor is that you don't have a car, you don't have somewhere to stay and get to the, to the place, so he, he gives you all of that. So that's how it ended up balancing me, you know, working for him and it helping me out. But now it's coming to the point where it's like, okay, I work for you every single day. Where's my day that I can go and run my errands? Because everybody needs, everybody's their own person and needs to run their errands. And okay, I, I, I didn't just whip this out of nowhere. I told you a week before, this is the day that I was going to go and run my errands. Okay, but Chad, you're, this scenario with this guy is going to be endless. And you're attaching it to this codependent thing that he's giving you enough to keep you there and that's working out for him and not for you. But what he's giving you is, is what seems like, you know, crackers when you need steak. So what you got to do is either have your mom help you get a car, get a loaner. Um, you need, you need to get away from this guy yeah. and you need to work for a plumbing company and you need to, some plumbing companies let you take their car, you know, drive in their car. Yeah. If you can get take if you can take the bus down to the plumbing company, then you have transportation while you're going on jobs because they have a you know their, their a logo is on their truck. Yeah. So you could try that one. Here's the situation. Get rid of this scenario. It's ridiculous. It's demeaning. It it doesn't respect you as a man. You have you're or a as man. A human you being. have a daughter. As a human being. And, period. And and you need to just get out of it. And if you need a little help from your mom. So be it. Then you need to, you know, work for a plumbing company, and then while you're doing that, pursuing your getting your license. So, can you move in with your mother? Yeah, my mom is willing to take. There's nobody that lives at this house. So there's a house that I've been staying at that, like, all my stuff is there. Nobody stays there. My mom only comes on Saturdays and Sundays, and then she's gone again. Nobody's there. So I literally could stay in the house rent-free, and that's how I was living before. And I would have my clients come to my house, I'll cut their hair, and I literally make $300 for that day to go 
public, all of that stuff, and still pay for Like, I was in an ideal, not an ideal situation because I was depressed and I was yeah. not going outside. Right, so you were surviving him, on your own. Yeah, I was and surviving, though. You were surviving and you were making more income than you are now, and you're in this oppressive situation, which is not not ideal for your mental health. Yeah, but you're going to get out of that. Yeah, he will you're, get, you're out get out of it. But, but he needs to get that. out of it now. And if you have to go with, live with your mom and have this rent-free thing, maybe do some haircutting, yeah. and also do a part-time plumbing, get your license, that's where you're going. And you'll be making a big change this year anyways. Do you, what's his birthday? Did you ever get that? I did not get that. That's okay. That's that's our advice to you. Yeah, you're going to be okay. I would start reaching out to other companies, plumbing companies, seeing if they have a training program where you can start to get experience on the job, get a license, get out of the situation with this guy. Yeah. He's using you and treating you like subhuman. And, you know, cut hair for a while just to make your bills and then uh, work for a plumbing company and uh, and let your mom help you out in any way she can. Like this man just keeps throwing all his problems. He gets he gets a a trailer. His trailer is stolen, which has all the material stuff in there for him to do jobs. Then he what's it called? The person that watches his son left to Jacksonville. So now I'm the one that's watching his son. It's like I'm helping yeah. him and he's not seeing it. So I'm let me like this is not a real thing. Sounds like you're a couple. I mean, you're not. I know you're not gay, but this is not hey, a relationship. Yeah, it does sound like a couple You know, in a marriage, this is this is a this is a business relationship, maybe a friendship. You, Cut yeah, ties. You got it. You got it. You're dialoguing about him again. Yeah. You're. You see, you're so you're so dialoguing about him so much. Cut him off. Get rid of him. Don't worry about what he's up to, what he's doing. Just cut it off. Moving back in your mom's home, start cutting hair, look for a job with a plumbing company, and then pursue your plumbing license. That's what you need to do. Your your brain is still attached to this guy's energy. You got to get rid of that. The more you talk about him, the worse it's going to be. As frustrating as it is, I mean, we validate your experience with him. So you're venting. We get it. But Neil's yeah. right. Keep turning over, you know turning over the record, it's it's not going to get any better. No, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it, Chad. Listen, you can get out of this. Plus, the psychic energy that you're going to be successful and be happy is strong in my vision and strong in Christian's vision. So I wouldn't I wouldn't keep running. You know, it's like you step in dog and you keep stepping in it. And you're saying, oh, my shoe's messy. Don't, don't keep stepping in his life. So my full reason for like doing this is to try to find stability i found a trade thank you for helping me find this trade so now i want to go into plumbing and find stability so i can take care of my daughter my question is when do do when do you see that actually happen? like when do you see me having my daughter in my hands and seeing her because right now me and her me and my baby mom is like not seen eye to eye for nothing. She's not letting you see the child at all. Uh, that's not well. That's, that's, call, that's, that's, like her 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 mom has to call me so I could see her. 
you need to get you need to get the you need to get um, the courts involved in that because she can't deprive you from seeing your child if you're not doing something that's. I mean, obviously, in the situation you're in, so living before with this guy, my, maybe before my daughter. Can, well, when my daughter when my daughter was born, I asked to get put on um, child support. Right? They ordered a DNA test. I got the DNA test, and she was supposed to put change my daughter's last name. That she ended up not going back to court, moving to Arkansas, where I don't even know where she was at the time. Have um, yeah. while she moved to Arkansas, I was only in my daughter's life for a year. Kept me from my daughter's life for three years, and now still on the whole, not trying to have me on child support, not trying to have me do anything like. Where are you located? Are you in Florida? I'm I'm in South Florida. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. So this is the thing. The, the courts, you need to get the courts involved. She, I, at least in California, you just can't up and take a child to another state without the courts approving it. So what? I, I don't know what the rules are in Florida. See, the problem, you're not but, educated enough to know your rights. Yeah. She cannot take your child away. So what you got to do is find out if there's any kind of um, – legal support system that you can take advantage of that can help you uh, maintain your rights and get this thing in order. Right now, you're, you're a man that is under two people's power that are abusing you. Then not only that, I mean, there may be legal agencies that can help you, but the, the courts themselves can be resources because they have child custody laws in your state. And you have to talk to yeah, the yeah. departments in the judicial system to, to, to help you. I mean, this is not, she can't just take your child like yeah. that. Not this, okay. And to answer your question, if not by September of 2023, somewhere within 2023, you're going to be on your feet and you're going to have your life changed and you're going to have more power and authority. And then from there, you'll keep going on track. That's what's going to happen. But you, but you got to be proactive. Right, proactive. Don't compl- I mean, you know, obviously, calling our show. You're, this is a, a a safe space where you can unload your feelings. But you've got to go forward in your life and not just rest on the fact that you know you've been a victim of these people. You've got to move forward. So that's the only way you're going to get custody of your daughter back or visitation. So move okay. back in the storm, start cutting hair, get a job at a plumbing company. Had other help like, with legal stuff. I wish the because you guys staying under authority, and that's how I felt when I was under my mom's house. That I was under her authority, and I couldn't do anything. I'm not. I can't leave the house because I don't have a car. She's telling me when I can cut hair, when I can't cut hair. She's like, da da da. But the fact that I got into the plumbing, she's now like open arms, wishing I was back home. Like, she misses me like crazy. Da da da. Like, okay. So I just then, don't want to go back into the being under her arms and can't no. do nothing. No, yeah, no, Chad. Temporary. It's your best route right now to getting out of your situation. Otherwise, so you're going to be stuck. It's the best route you take, but it's not your destination. It's just a side street. So right on your map, it's the best choice to make right now. And then get this thing in order. Start contacting plumbing companies, contacting um, 
uh, ways where you can build assistance. Uh, just start utilizing your, you know, you're a smart guy. Just start making calls and research, and you will probably get your plumber's license. It shouldn't take that long. You seem to be smart. No, I'm smart, bro. Yeah. I've got so, so many different so, licenses. It's not even funny. Like, I'm really smart. Okay. Then if you're smart, don't rewind things that make you seem like a victim. Start being proactive. Oh, and if you have sorry. to get through a, a crap to get there, just step through it and get out of it. But you'll, you should be okay by, by, you know, this year will be a good year. I see this year being a good year. It's just this, like, I, did, I couldn't figure it out being under him. Like, I'm trying to, like, this is not was making sense at first, but now the, he just looked in my face and said, nothing, my errands doesn't matter, nothing I got going on matters, and just walked out the door. Yo, that rubbed me, like, that was, like, the most, that spit in the face. Like, you just spit in my face. Well, I would leave him today, go back into your home, with your mom, but now you got a program to work on. But you and him have to still sit down and go through these numbers that the money that he owes me. He owed me eighteen a thousand eight hundred. That's not something you just slide off the map. No. Okay. Okay. So then, then get, then that, get that. that money and don't let him know you're leaving. And as soon as you get it, leave. Yeah. If that's the case. But you can dock your hours and you can take them to small claims court. That's going to be a big hassle, though, for 18 Honestly, when you said that, it literally, like, literally, that's exactly how I feel like it's about to happen. Reason why I, I told them that I would pay rent for this month and what's the call? I'm not, I'm not planning on staying, so why am I going to pay rent? If I'm well, not going to plan on staying here, why am I paying rent? I paid rent he's last month, so I'm not. Yeah. He's in trouble in not paying out taxes. Is he paying you cash under the table? No, he's paying me in the payroll. He's doing a one. Oh, really? Oh, you got a big case. You can screw him over, but you got to play it cool. You just, you know, get your money. Hopefully, we'll put out energy again. And then, and then I got hurt on the job, so I have workers comp always calling my phone, and I'm telling them I'm not going to go through workers comp. Like I'm. Well, you should go through workers comp. Why not? You should go through workers comp. Because he doesn't comp. have workers comp. He does. Well, how can he not have workers comp with if he's running a payroll? I and well, he's I have a big no idea. Well, you know, if you can take you can take him to you know you can take him to small claims court, and he could be in a lot of trouble. If, if he doesn't have workers' compensation, he's running a plumbing business. Yeah. he could be in really so, big trouble. So he'll pay you off because he won't want to go to court. It's going to, he's got there's too much exposure and illegal things he's doing. So you could you could screw him over. So hey, look, yeah, I'm going to get a small claims court. And and uh, we'll we'll get all this worked out, and you'll have to go, and that's going to be more expensive for you than paying me. But I can't sit here and and be under your threat that you're not going to pay me. You have to. You either pay me now, or we work it out in small claims court, and you pay penalties, and get exposed for probably doing. You you might even have your license revoked because I'll report you to the plumbing company. Plumbing board. I'll report you to the plumber plumbers association. Plumbing board, and then we'll see where it goes, buddy. That's how you talk. 
And, and you no, stand I understand, up but it's like I, I came in, like, you know, being your friend, not trying to screw you over, you're, trying you gotta, to help you. That doesn't much, matter. And you're just fucking me, Chad, Chad, like, Chad, 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 you're, 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 you're doing exactly what we're saying not to do. I know. Yeah. But, you know, this is not a marriage. This is a, I understand this is a person you had a friendship with and you trusted and he screwed you over, but you've got to let go of it. You've got to let go of it and say, okay, I'm going to move forward in my life without this person. And he does not mean that much to me. He's, he's not, he has not been a good friend, a good business uh, associate. And I'm going to take steps in order to protect myself, whatever those steps may be. You're, you're, you're too emotional about this guy. You've got way too much emotion going on. It's not helping you. you, you yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like, hey, I, and you've got, more, you've got more. You've got to funnel, channel that energy into the things that you need to do, which is getting out of this mess with this guy recovering your money, moving forward, getting your plumber's license while you're living at your mother's house. You're lucky to have that support. I mean, if you listen to the last call, um, Lisa. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, look at her situation. I mean, you guys said there's some parallels, but you've got a lot more independence and capability because you're not sick like she is. She's housebound. The you know, more I stay here, the more I feel like I'm getting sick. I get heartburns and all types of stuff. Well, like, it can right, and it will. Oh. It will go into your body. This, I mean, this will affect your body if you keep the situation going. So what you need to do is all the energy that you're putting into worrying about the relationship with this guy, you need to, you need to channel that into the things that you need to get done getting your daughter or custody of your daughter or visitation with your daughter, working all those things out and not just, you know, you know, putting, 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 putting all your energy into complaining about this person that you're living with. Get out of the situation, cut the tie, get the money back, get, you know, go get some kind of legal representation, talk to the courts. You need to be proactive and move forward. Get your plumber's license. And don't waste any more time complaining. It's not going to help. Understand. You guys okay. definitely need to get a clear mind. My cousins I talked to, they definitely said the same thing. It's like, what you, the situation you're in is not making no sense. Good. Well, get out of it. Get out of it, girl. Yeah. Well, we, we want to give, I mean, we aim to give sound advice. So move forward. Keep in touch with us. You're always welcome to call the show. Okay. Take care. All right. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. <clears throat> Excuse me. All right. We have about a minute left in the broadcast. So, okay. Any final words? Those were long calls. Well, stressful calls. People in stress. Yeah, you know. that's true. And um, maybe, you know, maybe there was more advice and proactive dialoguing than there was psychic, but again, you know, we're dealing with undertones yeah, of karma for sure. and energies like that. And, you know, you, you can be in a karmic situation, but it doesn't mean you have to be slave to it. Some karmic situations have a time period and you just work it out. Others, 
it's about time you leave it. So what the problem with karma is we, we tend to get enslaved by it. And, and having gone through it, we, we forget how we can get out of it now. But there are passages to get out of it. And with our two callers today, the theme was to get out of karma. And, and hopefully we found a, a way to shovel out of that for these two people uh, in addition to the other support groups they may have. Okay. Well, we are out of time and we'll be back on the air on Friday. Hope to hear from you then. Bye-bye.